welcome to the Infinity Bros Podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced as all things should be. I am your host, Max Mosier, here. Grateful that you're here, wherever you're listening, however you're listening. Thanks for making us part of your podcast experience. You can check us out on the infinitybros.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all that jazz. We got a jam-packed show for you today. We are talking about the season finale, potential series finale, we'll talk about that later, for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode Six. It's a complete spoiler, non-spoiler episode with a couple of other things, but we'll talk about that in a bit. First, let's talk to Infinity Bro. Jarrett, Jarrett, welcome back. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. How you been? I've been great. This has been a fantastic time to just sit back, relax, uh, watch my computer burn itself uh, because apparently technology hates me, so I wasn't able to stream this week, but here I am back at it again. We also have Infinity Bro Isaac here. Isaac, how you doing? I'm doing great. I'm ready to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I was going to say something else there, but I didn't want to get into spoilers quite yet. So it's already already early. I really really hope if someone is listening to this episode that they have already watched this episode. There are some psychopaths out there that would do it as psychopaths similar to our next Infinity Bro we have here. Infinity Bros Zane. Zane, how you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Just a, It's a great night. Happy to be here with you guys. And I would just like to point out, this is yet another episode of the podcast that I'm here and Robbie's not. So. Now, here's where I'm going to have to defend Robbie here, Zane. You showed up late again, which is your bit. He does like to, I mean, he likes to play his bit. That's just That's just the way Zane is. I am okay with it, though, because you were at... I won't name the Mexican restaurant, I guess, for your name sake. It. No, name oh, it. Oh, fine. I'll name it. All right. Who cares? He was at Agave in Mayor, Everyone Minnesota. go there. Everyone yeah. go there. <laughs> in the middle of <laughs> let's nowhere. Bu- let's bring them business. So are we Are we sponsored by Agave now? No, Is that... we aren't. It's oh. severely <laughs> underrated. We wouldn't probably accept the sponsorship if they offered it. I'm just kidding. We'd accept it. What am I saying? Um, Absolutely. But um, if you go there, you're at best going to get a three out of six experience unless you order the queso in which then it propels itself into a four, five, six, depending on what you eat that has queso on it. So honestly, seeing Zane sweat some queso this episode is going to be fun for us. Hopefully you will smell that. I'm just kidding. Through your earwaves. (laughs) This episode it's going to be a jam-packed one we talked about that's it how that works is is that how the <laughs> smells work i don't think so but i could be wrong I, I i one thing that people knew was coming in this episode was the suit the falcon suit the excuse me captain new captain america suit which suit did you like better the wandavision suit or the captain america suit i think definitely the wandavision suit by a mile like not even close really I'm actually surprised to hear that. Uh, I'm Captain America by a mile, like not even, not even close. <laughs> I'm with you both in the sense of this. Like I get why Jarrett loves the WandaVision um, Scarlet Witch suit. For me, the Falcon slash Captain America new suit, depending on how you interpret or call him that based on how this show is. We'll talk about that later. I, I get why people would like both. I'm for Captain America. But I see the Scarlet Witch suit. But, but as geeks, we demand more suits, guys. We demand more suits, but we don't demand more WandaVision episodes. I'm just kidding. Some of you <laughs> demand more WandaVision episodes. Uh, but you demand more for your fandoms, more for your faith. I geeked him come. 
is not your average devotional. That's right, we have another promo for you. It's made for geeks, by geeks, with the depth that geeks need in their fandoms and want in their faith. Thy Geekdom Come, Volume 2, and a five-day version is free now at geekdevo.com slash infinitybros. You don't have to go type that in, guys. Just click on the link in our bio. It'll take you right there. Isaac, how was the transition into that ad this week compared to last week? That was uh, that was much smoother than last week. Last week, you literally announced, guys, we have an ad. It was a big and deal for me. It was. It was. It was a big deal. Like, it was a historic moment. It was our first ad on the Infinity Rose podcast. But uh, it wasn't uh, quite as smooth as you like. And I think David even even detracted points from your ad because of that. So, But then David did come back with the great line of, us making fun of Zane increases points. Zane, you are not here to defend yourself from Geek Nation. Do you have a message you'd like to send for those that listened last week? It felt like the iTunes reviews, Geek Nation, Infinity Bros at the time, Infinity Bros that weren't on at the time came at you in group chats. <laughs> Do you have anything you want to say about that? Yeah, well, this whole past week, I've been trying to figure out what I wanted to do with all this rental space I've purchased in all of your heads. And I came up with an idea. I'm going to launch an Infinity Bros gym in all this rental space in your guys' heads. And the only piece of exercise equipment in those gym, in those gyms, will be dumbbells. Because, because all of you guys are dumb. Oh, okay. <laughs> Very good. Yes, yes, yes. We should have seen that. Regardless of what's in these gyms, Robbie is going to geek geeked about all the gyms in these people's heads because he is going to be going to each and every one of them probably going straight from one to the next and Dude, just infinity bro robbie lifts so much weight it's wild yep follow he's that so guy. strong guys he's so strong we have another itunes review they just keep coming in people you guys have answered the call we're excited about it if you don't know right now we're running a promo you're gonna get an opportunity to win a signed Infinity Gauntlet from the Infinity Bros. Yes, that little hiccup that Zane is going to sign it to is in there, but we'll figure it out as we go. But if you leave us an iTunes review or a Podchaser review, we're going to enter you in a raffle to win a signed Infinity Gauntlet. All you have to do is leave us a review. It doesn't even have to be a five-star. It could be a one-star. We have yet to get a one-star, people. So now we're probably going to get mocked for that. Um, But here's the five-star we got this week. It's from Bomb. Two, what's after trillion? Zane, what's after trillion? Quadrillion? 200 quadrillion. I love you 200 quadrillion. That He didn't say that. That was me. I said <laughs> oh, that. Wow. He, he or she, I guess it's, or she, it's 2021, Zane. Awesome podcast with awesome people. That's very <laughs> sweet. We're off to a great start. It's clearly not a woman. In terms of enjoyment. Whoa. The Infinity what? Bros always deliver. Do you think a woman would know. say that about us, though, Jared? I don't know. think a woman would say that about us. I'm charming as heck. I don't know about you guys. No, oh, yeah. Christian would say that because Jared has paid Christian to say that. <laughs> Max, if I knew what a woman said, I wouldn't be single. Okay, so don't, <laughs> don't ask If me. I knew what a woman said, I wouldn't be here right now. We've, we've gone so far in ripping Zane on the Infinity Bros podcast that he's took to ripping himself. On That's the what I'm saying. Bros have podcast. we ascended to where gone. now Zane is like in on the bit too? If you didn't know last week, if you haven't caught on yet, I don't know how you haven't with the dense sarcasm we're speaking. Last week, 
during the iTunes reviews part. We'll get back to the review in a minute here, people. And we'll get the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay? We've got to pay the bills here. The light's got to stay on somehow. Okay? <laughs> Everybody decided to rip Zane. And it really kind of was organic. We didn't write it out in the script. It just happened. And it ironically, we had an iTunes review that ripped you. Zane, I'm sorry about that. Gumby was so rude. Um, <laughs> Bomb 200 Quadrillion says, awesome podcast with awesome people. Okay, maybe a woman wrote it. Okay. In terms of enjoyment, the Infinity Bros always deliver. I love sitting down and listening to this podcast because it's so fun, relevant, and engaging. I seriously recommend this to any nerd or non-nerdy person. It's just a good time. Jarrett. On a scale of one to six cheesy stones, how much how many cheese how much cheese are you giving this one? This is six, but it's like the good cheese. This is like premium, top of the line, a little smoked pepper jack. It's the it's the mm, ah chef's kiss cheese. <laughs> it's like fancy cheese. It's not, this is it's Wisconsin. Not that, like... This is Star Dairy Wisconsin no, cheese. Here we go. Wait 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 wait. Do you have fancy cheese in Wisconsin though? I mean, does that count as fancy? Yes, absolutely. I'd, I'd give this about a five out of six in terms of cheese. It wouldn't be a full Steve Rogers, you know, but it's enough cheese. Yeah, that's where I'm sitting, too. I'd give it a five out of six on the cheesy, but also a six out of six out of the niceness scale. Like, I mean, that that it's just dripping with genuine nicety that we definitely don't deserve. I was going to say, clearly they're so. listening to a completely different yeah, podcast. Yeah, they definitely must be listening to a different <laughs> podcast. They saw but. they saw that Matt and David were on and they're like, oh, sweet, this must be Jeek Nation. <laughs> they they only listened to that episode and they thought the Jeek Nation was actually the Infinity Bros and they were like, oh man, these guys are the best. It blows That's my mind happened. that they did it at like 12.51. I can actually see the time they put it to. 12.51 over lunch. That's a lunch break review that's precious time people it's possible it's possible it's precious time we appreciate that bomb 200 quadrillion you can leave an itunes or pod chaser review just click the links in the in the show notes people it's all there for you just scroll on down don't worry about it and we'll get that accomplished jerry you have one more thing we need to take care of as well yeah so we've been getting some review copies of board games uh if you check out our daily snap on our webpage, which is theinfinitybros.com, you'll see that I've been rolling through some of these Space Stone reviews. Um, I like to talk about what's new in the space of gaming. And there's two specifically that I wanted to highlight right now. The first one, if you've been paying attention on our TikTok, is Evil Core. Uh, this is an awesome cutthroat board game. I would check it out there. The I can't describe to you over podcast format how amazing this game is. So you have to go see it on our TikTok. Uh, check that out there. The second one is quickly becoming my new favorite board game of all time. And it, like this clearly cannot be understated. Um, we actually discovered it by accident while we were streaming. I was looking for a game to play on Tabletop Simulator. And I came across this little like 8-bit uh, survival type game. It's a cooperative game. It's called Don't Let It Die. Uh, it is a cooperative survival strategy game. And we happened to get our hands on not only the base game, but the Hindrance expansion. Um, I will be putting something up either by the time you're listening to this or shortly after on the Daily Snap. Guys, this has grown to be my favorite board game. Uh, it's a sweet four-player cooperative. The whole thing is you are cavemen watching lightning strike its tree. Tree starts on fire. And you have a certain amount of time to keep this fire alive. And if you don't discover the secrets of fire, you end all of civilization for the rest of the time. So a lot of pressure for a cute little board game. I love it. Check it out. If you want to hear about great board games, check out the episode we had a few episodes with Paul Charchin. I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes, too. If you're a board game guy or gal 
and you're listening to this episode and this is the first time you're listening, you got to check that out. Some elite level board game talk with these three yahoos. Yeah, Zane was there, but he barely talked. Don't worry about it, people. <laughs> It'll be good. Yeah. There's, people were rioting for a second thinking they have to listen to another episode with Zane. They were like, whoa, 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 slow down there. Uh, let's get into the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the main event. The reason that people are here, obviously, this comes after WandaVision, which was, I think we would all call a success for Disney+. Plus. A six-episode run with 50-minute average episodes. A really, really stellar cast. Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan, Daniel Bruhl, and just uh, uh, Emily Van Camp and a slew of others. I, I, I don't want to go through all that, but... I would love for our listeners coming into this moment for each of you, uh, would you share with us what your rate, so we're going to ask for three ratings, Jarrett, we're going to start with you. So the first rating is what has your rating been of this season up to this point? What was your rating of this episode? And what is your rating of the season after watching this as a whole? But before we do that, we want to make sure our audience is familiar with our rating system. We actually referenced it earlier in our reviews. So we're going to go ahead and put that right here. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a 0 to 6 point scale. 0 meaning horrible and 6 meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a 6, it gets an infinity step. All right, Jarrett. You've had, to our audience, 20 to 30 seconds to think about this, but to us only two seconds. What is your rating of the Falcon and Winter Soldier this season in this episode? Okay, so rolling into this, um, I have been nonstop hyped for this entire thing. The pacing has been a little weird, but I think they've done stuff enough to where none of that has been an issue for me. Um, I enjoyed this may way more than I thought I would, especially rolling out of WandaVision. So I was coming into this a six out of six. Um, Non-spoiler review of the current episode. It was great. Um, I don't think it was perfect, but it was really good. I'd give it a five out of six. And then reflecting back on the season, uh, I think I would still give it like a 5.5 out of six. There are a few things that I would like to see happen differently, but ultimately it's still really, really, really good. Isaac. All right. So coming into before even watching any of Falcon and Winter Soldier, I was super hyped for the show. I would have given my hype for the show a six out of six before it all went down. Coming into episode six, I would say I would have given the show a 5.5 out of six. It's been really, really great. Just uh, like Jarrett said, some pacing issues, I think, but it didn't really detract from the story for me. So non-spoiler review of episode six. Are we doing non-spoiler of episode six or the whole show? You can do non-spoiler as well. We will give a spoiler warning in a moment here about our thoughts of the series as a whole. Okay, episode six. I think they did a great job at wrapping up everything. Uh, it was a solid finale, honestly. There wasn't anything that I'm really wanting to know after this episode, but they didn't have any really big bangs. It's kind of the same thing with the WandaVision finale. They just they they closed all of the holes that they had, but they didn't do it in a super ridiculously awesome way. It was still a really great, solid episode. I would give this episode, episode six a 5.5 out of 6. Zayner. Yeah, so I guess kind of like a broken record a bit here. Um, the the hype, yeah, it's 6 out of 6. Like, this was my most anticipated show, especially coming off WandaVision. Like, I was super excited for this. Um, and then f up to this episode, yeah, I'd put it at 5.5. 5. 
um, for, you know, a lot of the reasons that have been uh, stated before. This episode I'm going to put at, I'll give this episode a five. Um, Like Isaac said, it did kind of have that WandaVision feeling that it wasn't too over the top. It did what it needed to do, but as a finale, like, I I, I was kind of feeling like you could have went a little bigger with this. Like, it was a solid solid way to send it out but you i don't know if part of me was just kind of tempered because well we were expecting something crazy from wandavision and that's not what we got so maybe my expectations were a little more tempered but it did what it set out to do and that's i'm content with that so the episode itself gets a five out of six for me i came into this show with a five out of six I give this, I give the season as a whole after this a strong five out of six, maybe a four point nine out of six. I give this episode a six out of six. I cannot disagree more. I think actually this, I think this episode was way better in terms of finales than Wandavision's. And obviously, everybody who's listened to this podcast knows I'm a broken record on that subject. But it's the only two we can compare to right now. I think the episode did exactly what it needed to do. I think it worked over the big flaw for me, which was the Flag Smashers. It gave them a little more to do. Their plan worked in the context of what the story needed to tell. The way they incorporated John Walker, which I was worried about. The way they incorporated Emily Van Camp who as Sharon Carter, who was an absolute abysmal part of this story, in my opinion, which is why I have issues with her. The way it worked, it worked perfect for the finale. I have issues with the season as a whole, but it's really only with the two female antagonists and Sharon Carter and uh, Emily Vane. Yeah, Sharon Carter and Carly Morgenthau. I think both of them were highly underutilized and it's a huge problem, but I was willing to accept that sacrifice given the story that they gave me. So we will go ahead and dive into spoilers now. So if you have not watched this episode yet, this is your spoiler warning. We're going to talk about everything in this show. And we want to make sure that you do not get spoiled from any of it. So this is your spoiler warning. This is... Prepare yourself. At Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. Warning. All right, gentlemen, let's just address the elephant in the room to start. This Captain America outfit it it gets thrown at us right away and another beat we've talked about episode for episode when we've reviewed every every episode of this series on this podcast is they have shown us things quicker than we had anticipated i felt this way with sam wilson in this costume right out the gate we get him in it we see that shield fly through the window hit bat rock what were your thoughts of this costume jared go ahead i know you liked wandavision's better though you talked about that at the beginning yeah and and before we get to the costume, I think to your point, like they hit us with action rolling right away in every single one of these episodes. And like, I felt that it was pretty pulse pounding right from the get go in this and seeing him in the costume was part of that. When I say I like the WandaVision costume better, it's like a hair better. Um, so the issue with... Oh, now it's a hair better, Zane. Did you hear that? <laughs> you, you, it no, was no, by no. a mile you earlier. Said, it was by, by a mile, a mile was by earlier. Mile. Yeah. Um, okay, so my <laughs> issue with the Falcon, with, with Cat Falcon's falcon suit it looks comic book accurate right this is what we pictured when we pictured the captain america suit that he was going to wear my only take back from this it looks so incredibly uncomfortable and bulky like a little bit of the um michael keaton batman where like he couldn't turn his head at all 
Um, it looked uncomfortable. Like I felt uncomfortable for Anthony Mackie wearing this thing, <laughs> and I couldn't. Like it, it completely took me out of a lot of these action scenes because I'm like, there's no way he's doing that in that giant leather thing. Um, the goggles were a little cheesy. I, the headpiece, I don't know. There was like a way that they could have done that better, but otherwise, like it looked cool. Jared has an opinion. Um, Zane, go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, well, I'm always going to be a person that I love just to see the the comic book come on the screen. So any type you're going to have any sort of a costume, whether it's a nod to an original costume, it's an updated look, whatever, like, that's just, it's a cool, fun thing to see. So to see him in, you know, the Cap Falcon or whatever you want to call that costume, it was cool, but... Yeah, just like what Jarrett said, there were just times you look at that and you're like, that just looks uncomfortable. And it was the one thing before I watched this episode, I was kind of hoping that they would do a little different. Because I know that it's in the, in the comics, how it does like the half, it comes up to the ears and around. And I was just like, that, it, I, I feel like that just doesn't work as well in live action. And and you could tell when you were watching too, like the goggles would like sit higher on his face and it it just looked funny at times, and I was just like, I feel like conceptually this could have been done a little better. They had the little and... tiniest little holes for his ears. I don't know if you guys saw that. And so his ears right, are like right. swooshed. So it's so weird. Isaac, this is shocking me because it sounds like you and I are a little more on the other side of this equation. But I'll go first. I firmly disagree with both of you. I think this was great. I I loved the way this looked. I I thought it looked aesthetically great. I know Jared. I put, intentionally mispronounced that word for you. I I love the. I know I sent this to Isaac, and I'll clip this and I'll put a link in the show notes for this too. Straw Hat from TikTok talked about how he believes that Sam's costume was an homage and a soldier's salute using two lines after the stars instead of three. And that would be a fighter pilot's way of honoring a fallen hero. So when he lifts his wings up, that would be a salute for uh, using the Air Force um, planes. And I thought that was really cool. A subtle nod that it was cool that Straw Hat found that. But also, I I firmly think the colors worked great on him. And yeah, the ear thing is, is it weird in the sense of... Uh, like, is that a justifiable thing to have on somebody? Probably not, but I loved it. And I think for a comic book movie, it looked great. I, we've had way worse costumes. Honestly, I told Isaac this. This is the best comic book uniform reveal, costume reveal to me since Black Panther in Civil War. I thought this was absolutely dynamite. I loved it. I Six out of six it for me. Isaac, where do you feel on this? Are you more in the middle yeah, or are you more no, on my I'm, side? I'm on the same page as you, Max. I, I love the – I think what made it so great – was the reveal. Like him smashing through the window and just like rolling in with the wings and the shield was like, okay. That was the moment. Um, there's like three moments in the Falcon and Winter Soldier, the whole show, where I like felt like standing up and just like yeah! cheering. Yeah. And that was one of them. Like that was amazing moment. And just seeing the suit for the first time was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Yes, it does look a little bulky. And I, I think that's just like a product of they were they were just trying to make it look comic accurate it's it's so tough to make a comic accurate outfit that doesn't look a little funky honestly so i think they did the best that they could and it looks i think it looks amazing the fact that he like six or seven times during the episode literally just like throws his shield behind him and it oh, just yeah. like 
goes right to his back. That was, oh, that was so cool. And when he's flying with the shield on his back, like, in the color scheme, I love this outfit. It's amazing. And the WandaVision one was really cool, but, again, the reveal was, like, the biggest part of it for me. For me, excuse me. The WandaVision reveal was cool, but it wasn't, like, quite as, like, you know, exciting of a moment, I think. It also, for me, ties into the episode itself. I think WandaVision's episode is way more flat than this episode. This At episode, this point, Max it, is just like anything. WandaVision, screw is WandaVision. Just like, it's dis- it's dropped to that, <laughs> it that season Max. as a whole has dropped to a three out of six to me. I mean, that's where I'm oh at with the whole story. Wow. I uh, the thing the thing that really makes this work though, and Jerry, you alluded to this in, on your review was the action sequences in this, and let's just talk about them as a whole. Jerry, they had this in every episode. Every episode, we had some big action set piece with Dora Milaje, Batrock, Zemo, like John Walker, ma- the Flag Smashers, massive fight scenes and choreography occurring for a six-episode miniseries. And maybe this is kind of a review of the whole series as, as a whole. I was blown away at this in a way that this was the anticipation for Disney plus Marvel shows. And and I think they I think just that rhythm was executed so perfectly in this. I I agree with you, Jarrett. Any any comments from you guys just about how this action worked in this episode for you? And there's a couple things we'll talk about. Like I I think I want to talk about specifically Falcon. Um, excuse me, Cap, I want to call him Captain America on this episode. By the way, so in your big dumb yeah, face, Mark, he's Captain America. I I, <laughs> I want to talk about how his wings and his outfit from Wakanda works. These were a couple things I found that was interesting about this. He protects himself from guns. Obviously, it's made of vibranium, so it's bulletproof. He torpedoes out of the water using the wings. It actually forms a cone and propels him out of the water in basically a reverse torpedo is how I wrote it. Not only does he have a red wing now, he has red wing that can break off into several red wings. He's obviously bulletproof, and he saves a falling car using the red wings and escorts it back to the top. Like this is, this is fantastic. This is, and this news just dropped today from Hollywood reporter. This link also will be in the show notes. I'm looking forward to writing show notes later. (laughs) Hollywood (laughs) reporter is saying a captain America four is happening now that that is in the works officially with the same showrunners. And pretty remarkable stuff. Jerry, you, you talked about, I want to give you first dibs. What'd you think about the action in this? And what'd you think about Falcon? I did it again. Captain America's uh, outfit and his, the way the costume and wings worked. It was cool, right? Like you pointed out the specific things that you saw. And even like, there's a point where I, I believe it's Carly goes to swing a punch at him. And if you look, he puts up the shield and his wings actually like form a tripod behind him to block her. Like, to pin him down so he doesn't move when he's basically as strong as Steve Rogers. Yeah. It's like so intuitive that it, it, it works so well. And I'm like, man, I would have never thought to use the wings like that. And the, you were saying about this, Isaac, how there's these certain points where you want to stand up and cheer when he throws the shield after counting down from three with the helicopter pilot, or the, oh, the lady man. who takes a, that scene, that, that, that like two seconds where he throws that and then dive tackles him was so on point and, and then there's a shot from that that is just beautiful where you you see the camera is like the shield is at the bottom of the camera and you see 
uh, Sam in the background after he throws the shield, and that's like one of the coolest shots in this whole episode. So awesome. The the bit too where Bucky is charging that line with the motorcycle, and he just like straight from the motorcycle crashing <laughs> yes. into full on tackling yep. this dude. I was like, man, adrenaline pounding right there. Yeah, yep. action yeah, sequence. The action in, this, in this episode was awesome, and I will say there have been moments during this this season where. I've been slightly underwhelmed by the CGI, and I didn't feel that at all in this episode. I thought the CGI was amazing. I thought it was everything I about this episode. I cannot believe how great they made Sam Wilson look as Captain oh, he America amazing. in CGI. Yeah, he just looks so yeah. good. Like all of the action, all of the CGI in this episode was perfect. I thought it it was it was great. Zane, any action scenes were missing that stuck out to you? Um, well, the one that I don't think was mentioned is. I don't remember if it was on the bridge or what it was, but when uh, he makes the the total like shell, he puts the shield on top and uses the wings to completely shell himself in that person. That was really cool to me. That was amazing. Yeah. Wings are always something that's used for like flight, but like it, it, but to use it as defense and like what Jarrett said, making like the tripod in the fight, like he uses these things for, offensive and defensive like it's such a cool way of using it that like oh he's not just flying like this is actually something he incorporated you know in essence into his fighting style that was really cool to see and yeah just kind of the action in this whole episode was awesome but i'd even take that just is the series as a whole the action's been really good it's had its pacing moments like where it wasn't a ton of action but when you got it 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 always had my attention. Like I thought it was, it's, it's been well done all, all season. And this first half of this episode is pretty much action, right? So the blessing I think of this episode, we don't have a ton of things to talk about in that sense. Like, did you like it? Yeah. John Walker shows up and I think they, Isaac, you mentioned this, they gave him a redemption arc in this. How did that make you feel? I did not see that happening. And yeah, that was, it was crazy. Were you upset that they were trying to redeem him? <laughs> Actually, that's a good question because up until this point, everybody hates John Walker, right? Like, <laughs> except for Mark. Mark, it's it's his Captain America, apparently. Not anymore, it ain't. Not anymore, yeah, that's right. But anyways, I'm pretty sure everybody's pretty much on the same page of hating John Walker at this point. But he shows up and you fully expect him to go 100% at Carly. And they show that one scene where he has the choice of going after Carly or saving that truck full of people. And he chooses to save the truck full of people, which is like, I I was actually really happy when I saw that. I was like, this guy's still got some potential. Like, I, I love that they did that. And I don't think he's, I don't think he's going to be a full on superhero, obviously, as we, as we find out kind of later in, in the episode. But Man, this guy's got some potential to keep coming back as a recurring character in the MCU, and I love that. Like John, or uh, I, say, I say John Wyatt Russell has done a fantastic job as John Walker, and I'm I'm really excited that he's gonna stay in the MCU. So I I kind of liked it, even though I wasn't expecting it, and actually didn't really want him to have a redemptive arc in this show. I kind of. I kind of would have liked it if they killed him off of this, but but they didn't, and I like that too. So it no, all no, out. no, no, no. We can't have the feedback we've had of them killing villains. 
Uh, no. And then say that, Isaac. Like, we can't. We've said yeah, that. And no. I, I think they made the right well, call. And he would have been a little different. Oh, yeah, they made the right call for sure. I think he would have been a little different in the sense that he wasn't really a true villain at that time. But at the same time, I'm very happy that they didn't kill him off because he's going to be a great character in the MCU moving forward. Jared, I know that you loved seeing the story shift on its head from a character development perspective when Carly Morgenthau looks looks at John Walker and says, I wasn't trying to kill him. I only kill people that matter. And his response is, battle star didn't matter? What were your thoughts on that? Without getting too like in the weeds about this, I think it's important to remember that he's almost a mirror to um, the Winter Soldier, right? Like the reason Bucky is the way he is is because of the time that was invested into him by Steve, right? If Steve and the Wakandans didn't take the time to help him heal from the things that he had seen as a man of war, um, he would be more broken than he is. And he's already very broken. Whereas somebody like John Walker is celebrated, right? And he even says like, these don't feel like things that should be deserving of a medal. And yet here I am with them. And, and the one person who kept him grounded was Lamar and having him gone. And then her, even if that's not what she's saying, which obviously wasn't what she was saying, his mindset right now is like so twisted and warped by the tragedy and the grief that he's experiencing that when she says that, I fully thought he would snap and go like 100% and kill more people. Like I really did. I expected this to go a whole different way. Um, and And the fact that he does make that choice when he did to save those people instead of going after her, I think is like, one, it's bizarrely unexpected. Like I was not prepared for that. I was like, okay, this is the moment where they show like, he's the bad guy because he's going to let all these people die. And he doesn't. Um, I think the things that they do with these characters is like unpredictable and interesting. And I love that. I think that scene right there just shows like the brokenness of soldiers who aren't taken care of properly. And, um, and we'll talk, I want to cut you off here. Sure, and sure. Sh- yeah. Say one thing. One piece of feedback about this episode, and I don't want to talk about the racial part of it until we get to Isaiah Bradley at the sure, end. Sure, sure. But I'll touch on one thing. And one thing that is a hot topic in regards to race discussion is the idea of any identity politics. And if you are under a specific identity, you have these certain traits. And as our friends from the Geek Nation podcast said last week, certain characters at times exhibit specific beats because of the color of their skin or because of the certain characteristics they had. And I think a temptation from some people would have been in this moment to go down that route with John Walker and flat out kind of make him a, for lack of a better way of saying, a racist figure, and they didn't do that. And I thought that was very wise storytelling, and I completely agree with you. And I thought it made him more whole as a character. It did not redeem him. Like, so Isaac wasn't celebrating necessarily that he did that, but it certainly was a great rebuttal to some of the hatred that this show has gotten. Don't you think? Yeah, I think. Absolutely. And sorry, Jarrett, one thing that you mentioned was that this was like unexpected, right? So this is a show that we all, I mean, we all knew what was happening from the beginning, right? Like, I mean, two years ago. Two years ago, we knew that Anthony Mackie was going to be Captain America, like when when Endgame happened. We knew that was happening at some point. This was supposed to be a very predictable show. So when they throw things in like that, 
that we didn't expect and and this is we'll talk about this a little bit later but one of the things that happened in the end was Sharon Carter became the power broker I mean so a lot of people called that like it wasn't a super awesome reveal it was kind of predictable they did a lot of things that were predictable which in this type of show is fine because it was still it was still action filled it was still great that that story arc of John Walker where he turns it on his head and is like, you know what? I'm not going to be the typical villain, like you said, Max. I'm not going to go th- down that road. I'm going to be a different character. And now we're all guessing what the heck he's going to do next. Because we don't know. We don't know where his path is going at this point. So I thought it was awesome that they did that. Sorry, go ahead, Jarrett. Um, actually, let's give Zane the floor. Because Zane hasn't had a chance to speak on this. Well, first, <laughs> what I'm sitting here laughing at is... Okay, we had a five-second clip of Daniel Brule dancing and max is like oh he's a scroll but we have this total <laughs> character flip in john walker and max doesn't say anything at all Nothing. about he nope. might be a i have in my notes like, no lie nope. that is this meaning he's a scroll you just stole my thunder <laughs> i have that line for three different ca- i have that line for three different characters for this episode three different characters oh my gosh okay so how many characters over this whole show have you thought are scrolls i think That's after watching this show three characters Okay, all right. The ones that aren't scrolls are Mephisto. (laughs) (laughs) The rest are all Mephisto, yep. (laughs) But no, like it, yeah, I was kind of shocked to see that too. It's kind of that waiting on bated breath. You're like, please just save those people. Like, give some redemption here. Um, Like, there's got you, you kind of had that feeling of like there's got to be some good in you somewhere john walker and and i think that was kind of a, a refreshing thing to see that because it gives kind of gives you more hope i it didn't give me hope i wouldn't say that it just i think to say what jared said was it surprised me and again in what this show did well was flip the narrative of everything on its head and take ideas and and we'll talk about this with Isaiah Bradley, but take ideas that are very hot topic items in culture, insert them with superheroes, and then just throw a couple bombs and people with masks on and let's roll. Like, I, I think I think that's where this was really... I think it's a convoluted story. That's what I'll say. And I'm not saying... I don't think John Walker's perfect, Zane, but I certainly don't know if I would say it gave me hope for him. Right, like you're you're not cheering for him, are you? Like, am I wrong on that? No, but I think it was a it was a moment of hope. It was a moment of inspiration in that time that he picked the saving the the van of people over that. Does that give me hope for his character? Not necessarily, but it was still cool to see that he has some good in him, like Zane was saying. We'll talk about Bucky's kind of story because his story, to be honest, he he was punching things and pulling people out of cars and stuff and we at the end he has a specific scene we'll talk about and he goes to be with sam but there's not much with him so i don't want our audience to feel like we're trying to jip him but to be honest like this story was really about a couple of characters specifically i want to talk about sharon carter this is so bad in my opinion this this was such bad storytelling with her i don't believe for a second that the path to power broker was what it was she is 100 percent a scroll 100 percent. i'm on that this makes absolutely no freaking sense it's just like why would you want to infiltrate the government if you were in that position you would want to stay in madripoor she is a scroll 
Yeah, that that totally makes sense, especially with that kind of like post credit scene. But I think even before that, there was a case to be made for she's a scroll. But that's like confirmation that she's a scroll, right? That last scene. I mean, that's that was totally indicative that she's obviously, you know, if she's not a scroll plans, this is the dumbest payoff. Like <laughs> second to so Ralph true. Boner, this is the dumbest payoff for a setup. No, it's of a behind Trevor ever. Slattery for me, but yeah, she like okay. And here, I'm I'm gonna get on my soapbox for two seconds. David I'm talked about with this, you, so go for it. Go for they it. They set up so many references to mutants, right? They talked about Patch. We were ready. We were so ready for this to be something important. It's something related to mutants, something le- I would have taken 50 cent and I would have loved it. Yeah. If, if 50 rolled out of that courthouse as the power broker, I would have loved it. Oh my gosh, that would have been They gave us Sharon. It's it's just okay if she's a scroll. Then it's like, okay, right. yeah, I forgive you. Right. It's like, never even great. If she's a scroll, it was still kind of a it was a disappointment. It was like, okay, well, yeah, I guess I that guess that's smirk where we're going. when she left the courthouse was a I'm a scroll smirk not a i just got back in now i'm gonna sell weapons to people smirk it's an i have access to this to tear these people down and like this is this is why more confirmation why she's a scroll i mean she in the however many movies though it's not that many like whatever many clips that we get before um the blip she's like a very like pure and right character right she's a a moral character and then all of a sudden, you come back from the blip, and she's like double crossing everywhere. It just didn't didn't make sense for her character. Are they setting so that's her why up? It has to be a scroll. No, what? no. The other thing too, Jared. I'll get to you, and I want to hear sure, from sure. Zane too. Yeah. But the other thing I'll say too is for her to say the Avengers didn't care about her, I think it's bullcrap. Yeah, I think Steve yeah, Rogers makes... totally would have followed up with her. That is such right. bullcrap. Absolutely, that makes zero sense it to makes me. Like no this, sense. This didn't make any sense for her character, which is absolutely why she has to be. Steve a scroll. Rogers right. is a perfect character. I I cannot take when people try to say that Steve Rogers does bad stuff. He just doesn't. It's it's the air quotes flaw of his character. He has no flaws. That's the bit. I wouldn't go that far because every person and every character has flaws. That's, but what's what are Steve Rogers' flaws? I mean, I'm just I'm trying to be real his here. Flaws because- is that he. He, because of, he focuses on, and and Matt, Matt actually mentioned this last, last week on the podcast. He focuses so much on the big picture that sometimes he forgets to look at the small things, the details. And some, some, sometimes people slip through the cracks at that point when that happens. I firmly disagree. I don't think he would, in, in the context of his character, that was always the big issue that people had with that character and why Captain America was such a hot topic item when it came out. But I, I don't think he would ditch Sharon high and dry like that. It just don't, it's, no, it's not I don't his think character. he would either. No, and in I, that circumstance, yeah. that definitely didn't happen. Well, yeah, with the character that he had a relationship with, like, absolutely not. Yeah, that's that just doesn't make sense. His niece lover, he would never forget her. <laughs> <laughs> they kind of set that up with the whole, like, oh, she got branded as a traitor and was on the run. But I... But at the same time, she basically, like, every time she was talking to Sam, it was just like, oh, getting pardoned. It Like, this just felt like a total character flip that, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, right. get that call. Like, looked, I'm in. It felt like, so, so different that, from what she was before. Right. And that's why, like, I can totally 100% see her being a scroll. Like, it just, 
they they planted enough of the seeds there, but you're just like this just seems so off character of what we've seen. For the record, I don't think that John Walker is a scroll. I did just write so Zane would say, it does this mean he's a scroll, this changing character? I do want to make that note. The characters, just for those that are asking, of who I think are scrolls after watching this series, I think Sharon Carter, I'd be willing to put a small fortune on. I think Zemo's butler is a scroll because in the for those that remember Secret Invasion, Tony Stark's butler was a scroll. That was a big thing. I think they'll pay homage to that. I think, too, taking out those super soldiers, yes, Zemo would want that, but again, scrolls, in my opinion, are trying to take out potential threats. That's another set of potential threats. Additionally, I do not think John Walker's a scroll. I don't even think Val's a scroll. I think John Walker's wife is going to be a scroll. And I think that's what's going to happen. I think okay. that's going to flip it. And that's where Thunderbolts and Avengers are going to have to work together if that evolves into that down the line. That's that's where I sit on the subject. Okay. All right. I can actually dig those. Because she's those. she's useless otherwise. Why the heck is she around? Yeah, and they, they have put a kind of an odd emphasis on her for some reason in this last episode. Let's talk about Carly Morgenthau. This is to me another waste waste of a character. This is this this goes in the category of villains that were a waste of time to me. Sure, she's a foil for Sam and Bucky in some senses, but in other senses, it felt like they ran out of track with her. And the Flag Smashers' big plan, just so I'm trying to understand here, was to capture the GRC people and take them three different places to hold them hostage so they could get this law figured out like uh, it's yeah it's not really well <laughs> explained this made no what sense their dude. plan is <laughs> and it's not really well explained what their goal is in in general either like they're just there to cause chaos we I talked guess. about it last week and jared and you and zane can hop in and share your thoughts i i, I firmly think this was going to be a virus oh yeah I firmly think they were going to do some form of... I don't know if it was going to be Terrigen Crystals. Uh, they were going to do a virus, and then the pandemic hit, and they had to scrap that all together, and that's why WandaVision went first. That I firmly believe that. It's, uh, yeah, that makes sense. It just makes no sense. This this makes no sense. They would not hire this actress, because she was on Game of Thrones. Am I correct on that, Isaac? And Star Wars, yep. Yeah, dude, like she... Oh, yeah, she was in uh, Han Solo. Yeah, I, this was kind of a big get. I think for this role, you would want her to do more than what she was given. Something went well, wrong. And then it the comes scenes. back to the Marvel thing. Like she was an underwhelming villain. So, but that's not what happened wasn't... in WandaVision. I mean, in WandaVision, Catherine Hahn's character of, of Agatha Harkness fantastic. is one of the best parts. No. Yeah. That, I, I'm not comparing it to WandaVision. That's you. You're always comparing. Well, no, but I'm saying like, if we're, so. if we're talking about recent memory, it'd be Endgame Infinity War. <laughs> And it would be the new Spider-Man movie, which would be Mysterio. I mean, I'm just saying recently they've they've kind of fixed that. Right. Recently they've been doing a lot better. But just with Marvel's like history of killing off their villains, this one, I don't know. Like, again, she's a, kind of an underwhelming villain in the first place. So killing her off, you don't even get the payoff of killing her off. I didn't feel anything when she died. It just, I don't know. It just, it was, it was unfortunate that... This is how they played it, but I'm I'm like pretty sure that they meant for this to be because this was the backdrop for the show. This show was meant to show Sam becoming Captain America. Hmm. And if that's what needed to pl- drive the plot forward was this 
wishy-washy terrorist organization that really didn't have a goal, like, so be it. Like, I, I don't oh, I like agree. how they did that either, but at the same time, this show was never about them. It was about Sam Wilson becoming Captain America. It's worth the sacrifice, in my yeah. opinion. I, I I feel bad for the actress that plays her, Kelly. I'll look up her name when one of you's talking here. And I think she did a fine job of acting it out. It just, she did the best was, she could. Aaron, yeah, Aaron Kellyman. Right. Aaron Kellyman. Yeah, I, I I think she did fine. It's it's just this this was not good writing for her. And honestly, they probably could have had John Walker be the main villain. They, they probably could have found a way to make that happen and get all the things they need to get accomplished here. Well, I mean, with the way they were setting it up, like after the very first episode, I mean, we all kind of thought that's what was going to happen too. Like it, it, it could have gone that direction if that's the way they had wanted to go. But yeah, I think they were just like, again, I think they were more focused on character development of Sam and Bucky and Sam, especially becoming, you know, Captain America. I'm not trying to make Mark's argument for him, but IMBD does have Wyatt Russell listed as John Walker in Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, Mark. You got it. You got a bullet in the chamber still. He he was Captain America. Oh, you're on that train too, Zane. Was quotations well, he, he was, was Captain America. They they, they oh. called him that. Yeah, he was. Th- Who's they? they? I want to talk to them of the title. Who's they? Keep up there. Those guys. See, okay, um, Sorry, this is like a whole other subject, but it just came up in my mind. So they like the U.S. government gives John Walker the title of Captain America, right? That was my favorite part of episode six. Sam, like nobody gives him anything. He takes it and he's like, I'm Captain America. He shows up and people know he's Captain America. Like this was this was the best part that they did not explain to anybody that Sam Wilson is Captain America. I thought that was fantastic. And then when he gives that speech at the end of the episode, he shows everybody that he is Captain America. And he, like, nobody had to be like, oh, hey, okay, well, guess what? You're Captain America now. You know, like, it was just, he's Captain America. That's it. And I loved how they did that in this That's episode. a really good point. I didn't want to talk about Carly at all, so thank you for transitioning to the next one. <laughs> no, I, I, I've, we, we have glazed Sorry. over her this whole series, Jarrett, to be honest. Yeah. So we just had to kind of, and we were all, every episode, we were like, well, we'll see what happens. And sure nothing enough, happened. nothing came out of it. It's like, whatever. these That's the problem with these Disney Plus series right now. They're flushing out the main characters and, to me, kind of sacrificing some of those outside characters that you've got time to do it. Why not? The fact that they killed her, though, I think is also doubling down on the fact that, th- I have two theories. Either Sharon is Mystique, which is not happening because MCU no way. hates no us. No way. No. Mm-mm. Or... They're building Sharon up to be the Jessica Drew from. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's totally. She is going to be the scroll, and I think her the act of her killing Carly, the Queen, was that the same. V Vistra or something. Yeah. Whatever the main. Well, scroll. dude, it's the other thing too is there's going to be one of these villains that they kill is going to be revealed to be a scroll. That's going to be oh, the yeah. post credit scene. You just get That'd ready. You're going to see San- You're going to see the morgue. And the person looks down at the body, and it's a scroll. And then all of a sudden, Samuel L. Jackson comes out with old man Cap because got old man Caps on the moon. And uh, they had another so old man much. Cap on the they yes. another Captain America on the moon joke, Jarrett. I thought you loved that. They did. They did. Episode one. That was your bit. Uh, Val turns John Walker into U.S. agent. I absolutely despise this line. He says, and I quote, 
Same costume, but black. Oh my gosh, that was so <laughs> that was stupid. So I was like, oh, John Walker's like, back. Time to punch him in the face they again. they did with Wyatt Russell as John Walker, that was the dumbest thing they did this whole season. So it was perfect because it makes me hate him again. It was absolutely perfect. He's <laughs> such a dick. That's he true. He's such it, a dick. It, it did make you hate him. It did. I was like, oh, here we go. Like, okay. And here's here's how they could have done this differently, too. I was a little disappointed because the suit looked okay. It looked fine. But what they could have done was built up, like, this huge, like, bunch of different really cool shots of him coming out in the black suit. And then the same lines, like, it's the same suit but it's black, <laughs> you know, like that kind of thing. And then she just dismisses him. But that moment was so anticlimactic because he just like walks out. You don't even see the whole suit. You don't even see the whole suit. I was like, that so seems stupid. big for Zane. That gave him a lot of hope. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, at least his suit makes sense being a dark color. Cause it's harder to see. Whereas Sam suits all white. Oh, <laughs> you, don't really, you don't really like oh, yes. blend in. Oh, wow. Yes, yes, Someone yes, hates yes. America. <laughs> Someone hates the stars and stripes. I'm gonna take us on a quick rabbit trail. You guys know the 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 Moon Knight line where he's like, "Do you know why I wear white?" He's like, "Because when they see me coming, their hands are shaking so much that they couldn't hit the moon." If they don't put that line in Moon Knight after everything Zane's talking about, oh my god, I'm gonna riot. Bucky tells Yuri about killing his son, leaves the gifts for counselors. I thought that was a good closure to that story. Nothing really major. I actually wish it would have maybe been another minute longer. I wish it would have been a little longer, I think. I think they kind of shortchanged that. But that's just me. Uh, we get to meet Patriot again. They, they keep throwing Patriot in our face, Jarrett. I mean, it's just like they're throwing all these kids in our face. They're not hiding it anymore. When we get Kang, don't, don't be surprised if you see Kang as a kid in Ant-Man 3. Don't even be surprised by it because it's like at this point, I'm like, it's totally. I, I think the Avengers are going to lose in Avengers 5 or 6. And that's what's going to set up Young Avengers. Someone's going to, a lot of characters are going to die. Or maybe Wanda kills them. And that's who's got to take down Wanda. I don't know. Oh, oh. With her kids? Oh, my gosh. It'd be cool. Well, it'd be cool to see her kids kill, like, Vision and uh, White Vision and all these other ones, right? Like, that'd be a cool way to flip all this on its head. And, I mean, Falcon and Bucky and all these guys. I mean, all these people are definitely killable people, right? I mean... They just are. I think. I think. I think. Young Avengers is absolutely going to be happening. We talked about Sharon Carter. The, the, one of the worst post-credit scenes. I hated it. I was like, "This is what you come on, Marvel." What did we think about? What did we think about Bucky's scene with um, the the letter that he sent to his therapist? I love that. I thought that was great. That's cool because honestly, like we kind of forgot about all that stuff from episodes one and two or whatever, and it was a cool like callback to the. To the beginning of the show. I really enjoyed that. And then we get what I think is one of the best parts of this whole series. Isaiah Bradley comes back. They have a dialogue. And Sam reveals to Isaiah Bradley he has set up a memorial for him and the other soldiers in the Captain America Smithsonian section of the museum. And I want to pause and talk about this. If you want to hear a great perspective on this subject... You got to listen to last week's episode with David um, and Matt. I think they did a great job of articulating their perspective on it. This was such a home run for me on this subject. And full disclosure on this subject, I, I, I have had some issues with like the with certain things they did. I, I did have issues with, personally, I thought the cop pulling over Sam Wilson was a little bit heavy-handed. Um 
given the timing, it was very ironic. Or wasn't, I guess. But this was such a payoff. I, I, I was so floored at the payoff of this scene. No matter what side you sit on in the aisle, I think, in regards to this subject in, in politics today, I really, really felt like Marvel was showing us what grace and redemption can actually look like through Sam Wilson. A lot of times I hear very vague statements in regards to some of this stuff, and I, I think Marvel was putting its flag in the dirt on and this is how it can be done efficiently and I, I loved it. I just Sam Wilson is my Captain America right now. Now it, it's Amen, like brother. I can't believe I'm saying that out loud. Like I can't believe after what we just saw Steve Rogers hold Mjolnir and fight Thanos, and I'm saying it now. Like dude doesn't even have any Super Soldier Serum. I just I loved this. I thought it was great. I thoroughly enjoyed this. This was the best payoff of the whole series. It's the best payoff so far at Disney Plus for me. I absolutely loved it, and I thought it was very, very timely. And again, I can't believe Marvel can time this up so well. They just find a way to do it. Jared, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts on this? At the end of the day, you wanted this to settle in a place that didn't feel pushed necessarily, right? It, 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 you needed to see the growth and the progress that he makes from the guy who gives up the shield to the guy holding it, right? And I think they gave it to us. And I think the amount of wrestling that he did and they showed it really well between him and Isaiah, uh, him with Sarah and the conversations that they had and him with Bucky. It lands in a place where it's like, no, this is I know the stakes better than anybody, better than even Bucky. Bucky didn't understand it. Steve didn't understand it. I understand what it means for me to carry the shield now. And I'm willing to pay that price. He says, you know, I could die. I could die any minute. There's millions of these people who want to see me fail. But. In spite of that, because of stories like Elijah, I'm going to take up the shield and I'm just a guy. I like Sam for the same reason that I like Hawkeye, right? Hawkeye is just a dude trying his best. And like, obviously he's a mess and, and they'll deal with that down the line. But like Sam gets his stuff together and he says, no, I'm going to do this for all the other people whose voices aren't being heard right now. And I think the way that that lands and the honor that he pays him at the end there in the Smithsonian is like absolutely well done. Well done. Yeah, I, uh, fantastic. Zine, if we don't get an Isaiah Bradley series, do we like? Do we freak out? Like, I really, really want that now. I think it'd actually be really cool to see. Um, just, yeah, to get more of that story. And just, well, I, I feel like you might not get as much with Isaiah Bradley, but if we get more in terms of Young Avengers, or if we bring in with Patriot... That's how we're. I think we're gonna get more of Isaiah Bradley's story, and I I'd be all in on that. Tell me more. Can you just tell me more about what you're saying here? I I just don't think it would be as much of the the main focus because I I guess just I don't know how you'd do a main focus on Isaiah Bradley. Like yeah, he's super soldier, but he's he's just he's old now. <laughs> like not to be a dick about it, but he's just, he's an old guy now, and we're you know moving to the next phases. So I think you could get more of the focus on. It, it, yeah, if you don't want to go just the Young Avengers, just give us the focus on Patriot because obviously he's got that connection with his grandfather. And like that's how you can get more of that story out there. They could even and, do like a, what do they call that? The the shorts that they did with like All Hail the King and stuff. Because there's, there's a whole story to tell with Isaiah and then his son Josiah, who's uh, Josiah X, who's... Um, got the super soldier and I think he's a mutant as well. And then on to Patriot, like there, 
obviously there's not as much of a story to tell as maybe a full series might might have, but still like Zane's onto something. Like there's a lot that he can do with his lineage. There's at minimum a flashback at most. They're going to put time through him just like Steve Rogers when they need to have a big fight and get him out there to fight too. Can you just for one second stop having wild theories on stuff <laughs> somebody's got to fill in for mark yeah but like mark doesn't get all upset when his wild theory doesn't come true that, what wild theory have i been upset about this episode oh not this episode i'm saying everything in the past you get all hyped up about oh it's gonna be mephisto it's gonna be this no no no, and no, then no. They, see here's the difference they gave us a ralph boner joke justin hammer being power broker that's justin what hammer not being the this. power broker i i knew thinking that 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 probably wasn't going to happen. When you and that's guys the thing said that, that the first time, I was like, that is not happening. That is ridiculous. WandaVision, for me, gave me an understanding that the Marvel TV shows just aren't going to be as grandiose as I'd like them to be. And that's okay. And that's okay. I have to accept that. Are you ready for me to light the fire just one more time? No, no, no. Because Loki's coming in. This is all going to go out the window after episode one of Loki. Age of Khonshu just came out. It's an Avengers run starring Moon Knight. Who's the main villain in Age of Khonshu? It's Mephisto, baby. It's Mephisto, baby. <laughs> Moon Knight, Here Mephisto confirmed, boys. Max is back on the Mephisto train. Woo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I, I got my hopes up a little bit, but WandaVision sucked. <laughs> WandaVision sucked. I, I can't stand oh, those gosh. showrunners. Can't, nothing, nothing on the actors. Nothing on the actors at all. The actors were great. Fantastic. Looking forward to them in the next ones, but screw WandaVision. Th- this this show was fire. Yeah, absolute absolutely. fire. This show... Agreed. This show was awesome. I cannot believe how much they did in such a little time and were able to execute on such a high level. And again, the things that we, that we didn't like, I feel like, are very, very minor. And I do think the Sharon Carter thing is going to pay off later. They kind of made it clear that they want her back in the long run. So there's something down the line for her. She's our Spider-Woman. I, I honestly believe I that. think that's a great way to look at this. And they need a strong presence to fill that role, a good, strong antagonist to lead that army, air quotes. Because I think the Secret Invasion show is going to be the precursor to all this. And yeah. then it will become an Avengers Jared, movie. can you, for, for our listeners who don't like read a lot of comics, can you just give us a quick, like, 30 second summary of what that means because we've been referencing her is our spider-man in the original invasion of secret the, invasion secret invasion in the original invasion of the scrolls it all kind of revolves around the fact that there's these scrolls hiding out and the person who turns heel first and the one we end up finding out is like the leader of the scrolls is jessica drew or spider woman who is serving as like the number two under tony stark obviously tony stark is off the table who's the next best person to have stabbed in the back it would be sam right and so having her on the table right there as like she's going to be in his pocket at his side the whole time right and now she's got a ton of resources with right she's going to turn heel and she's going to be the leader of this scroll army mm-hmm. yeah so yeah i just wanted to clarify because i think a lot of people may have missed that reference good call and electro was technically the first one they found because they killed her first correct yep now we're getting deep into the weeds deep into the weeds so Hey, let's, uh, we'd love to keep the conversation going with you. Check us out on Discord. That link's also in the show notes. But I have a lot of show notes to do this episode. I'm not looking forward to that. Make Zane do it for being late. Yeah, Zane, <laughs> you do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, let's head over to the top five. We're going in 
You're entering the top five on the Infinity Bros Podcast, starting now. Every week we like to close the show out with our top five moments from something that happened in the previous week or weeks. This is our top five moments from Falcon in the Winter Soldier, episode six. We'd, I'm sorry, episode six and the whole entire series, forgive me, not just episode six. We'd love to hear yours, so make sure that if you're checking us out on any of these social media platforms that you let us know what you thought. Uh, we're going to read our whole lists in an effort to make this segment a little shorter. So, Isaac, we're going to start with you five to one. Go ahead. All righty. Sounds good. So, top five total uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier moments. Number five, I've got... Uh, okay, so you guys are going to have to help me with the pronunciation. Dora Milaje? 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 Milaje. Milaje. Okay, Dora Milaje. When they come to the apartment that they're all staying in and John Walker is there, oh my gosh, that showdown where John Walker gets his butt kicked by the Dora Milaje was fantastic. I loved every second of that, and I love how they stay out of the fight until he's about to basically die. <laughs> and then they get involved. Like, that was amazing. I loved seeing at the end of the fight, they leave John Walker. This is, like, what gets the cogs turning in John Walker's mind. I, I'm not enough. Like, they weren't even superhuman. Like, Dora Milaje kicked butt, and that was amazing. My number four is the, I believe it's the beginning of episode five, Falcon and Winter Soldier versus John Walker fight. Like, he has killed this guy at the end of Episode 4. Uh, they confront him right away, and this fight is epic. Like, this is, like, a toe-to-toe. -to -toe. They're, like, just beating the crap out of each other. And at one point, they all have this big clash in the air, and they all fall to the ground, and they're all like... Like, Max, I know you mentioned one episode that it was like, they're dead. They're all dead, <laughs> right? Right at right. that moment. And that was an awesome fight. I loved it. Just gritty and nasty and awesome. Number three is John Walker killing the dude in the public square. Like, that was a crazy moment. And I my jaw dropped harder in that moment than basically the whole Disney Plus, any of the Disney Plus stuff that we've had so far. I was, like, floored that they showed this. The blood dripping from Cap's shield was just haunting. And it was a crazy image that... I mean, it's one of the, the craziest images, I think, in the MCU so far is him holding that shield with the blood on it. Number two is the Captain America suit reveal when uh, Sam Wilson throws the shield through the window, smashes it, and just comes in with the somersault. I Again, like I said earlier in this episode, I jumped up like this is an amazing part of, of the season. This is what we've all been waiting for this whole season is... Sam Wilson becoming Captain America, and it was an awesome moment. Um, and my number one is the speech that uh, Sam Wilson gives at the end of episode six that proves that he is Captain America. I mean, he he literally goes out here, and and this is this is like so prime Captain America. He's talking to these senators and these lawmakers about how they need to do what's best for the people. Like, he's, he's, like, holding them accountable. And you would think that, you know, a U.S., like, agent, pardon the pun, would would be on their side. But, no, he's calling them out. And that was that moment was just so Captain America to me. 
And that was just the culmination of Sam Wilson becoming Captain America. He's the purest char- character in the MCU, and I love it. So that's that's my top five. I have a similar one, so I'll go next. Number five for me is Dara Milaje as well. You talked about that. Number four for me is John Walker, Cap Reveal. I, I think him coming out as Captain America was a much bigger moment than we remember. It also really fuels the fire of the entire series, which is, did Sam make a mistake? Uh, that that question that is going through the minds of many of these characters, I think that's that's the scene that really is the spark plug for that and who that character is. Number three is John Walker versus Falcon and Bucky. You already touched on that. Um, number two for me is Isaiah Bradley. And I'm just going to kind of say overall, I, I think Isaiah Bradley was the part of the show I didn't know I wanted. And it shared a great story, a great fictional story that I felt was timely. I felt like, yes, it did have a message to say, but I also feel like it wasn't overtly political in the sense of telling people what to think and and being too political given society today. I, I really felt like there was some really great things here, and the dialogue was from both sides is what I felt like every time he was on screen. I loved that. And number one for me was Sam becoming Captain America, Isaac. I, You and I are, I feel like, beat for beat on that one. He is the purest character in this universe. I love it. He is who Steve Rogers chose, and you are finding out in this series exactly why Steve Rogers. And it sounds like Bucky also revealed this, too, that Sam and Steve both picked him. Zane, go ahead. My number five for me is kind of like what you hit. It, like, I couldn't really pick just one point of the whole Isaiah Bradley arc, but I was shocked even when we started watching this that they brought that into this story. So, like, I just... The whole Isaiah Bradley arc is just a just a a cool thing that they brought in and I like that they brought it to show that hey we're not afraid to talk about what's going on and we're giving you know notice to this uh my number four is um when uh Bucky tracks down Zemo and Zemo thinks he's gonna kill him but he just drops the bullet like he passes up on killing him to show that I'm not that killer anymore um and turns him over to the Dora Milaje great scene Um, good call good uh, number three, kind of like what Isaac said, John Walker killing that guy because it just the absolute shock value of it. And yeah, just the imagery of him sitting there, the blood dripping from the shield. You're just like, I was not expecting that at all. Like just pure shock value. Um, number two, <laughs> right? Uh, number two is Sam's reveal as Cap. Um, like I just, there's such a good way of doing it coming in. Um, just finally seeing it in the suit and everything. You're just like, this was the payoff. This is what I've been waiting for. And it also like what Isaac said, number one is that monologue, that dialogue he has with those senators that that's that moment of like, Sam is captain America. And it's not Falcon talking to these senators. It's captain America talking to them and just the entire message. And you're just like this, this is exactly what captain America would do. And this is why Sam is captain America. And finally, Jarrett. My number five is the fight uh, that they have at the end of the, or the beginning of the final episode. Um, I thought it was well choreographed. I think the suit reveal was great. I think we already talked about it, but the interesting ways in which he used the suit was something that was really cool to see. Um, Number four is the Elijah's memorial scene. 
where he reveals that to him and he just has the absolute breakdown and Isaiah Isaiah you mean sorry yes I, I keep getting them mixed up yes he's, Isaiah's he's memorial. Patriot on the brain. I do I have young Avengers <laughs> like close to the chest number three is the bloody shield um just the image and like the little twitch that he does at the end mm -hmm. is like yeah. oh it's so on so creepy so haunting Number two is the whole apartment scene that is interrupted by the Dora Milaje. Um, not just for the fight, but even like the commentary and the little things that <laughs> that Zemo does yeah. during the fight is so, so on good. point. And number one, you guys all mentioned it, and so I'm going to follow it up as well. Sam's speech that he gives, Cap's speech that he gives is so incredibly on point, on par for the character. He, he continues to show us a different Cap from Steve in the way that he talks about like, no, these are people who are hurting, right? And and he's taking notice of people that Steve may not have had the time to take notice because he's doing these other things. And I think David and Matt talked about it last episode, but like he's Cap, but he's a different Cap and he's pointing that out. And I love that so much. Yeah, I, I love that. He's Cap, but he's a different Cap. And But I mean, he just like, he just bleeds the essence of Captain America though. Even though he's a different Cap, He's he's absolutely Captain America. It's like no question about it. That was again, I mentioned before the fact that they didn't at any point be like, oh, hey, you're Captain America now. Like, I love that they didn't say that because I've, everybody knew everybody knew he's Captain America. I, I would say like to who better to we've talked about this before, but who better to heal a nation and in this universe, a fictional nation that is this broken other than a trauma counselor right like right he's he's the perfect person for the job yeah right and well and they showed it so well with how he helped bucky work through his trauma bucky carly show. everybody like, that he oh spoke gosh. to at the end yeah yeah he's just he's like that's it's not like he is a trauma counselor uh because that's what he does for a job like that's what he does like that's who, who he is, is. yeah and that was, yeah, that's so cool how he well said, showed that in this show. I, I think back to uh, the original Captain America and the line that Dr. Erkstein, is it Erkstein, Erkstein, says to Steve Rogers is, not a good soldier, but a good man. Yeah. And that's who this character is. Absolutely. And I know a huge piece of feedback this show has gotten is people did not expect it to have dialogue on race. First of all, you're an absolute idiot because right. <laughs> Kevin Feige and them said that they were going to do that. Yeah. They said that. So, like, if you weren't expecting that going into this, I'm sorry to tell you, you just weren't paying attention to, like, the details of this show. That was the expectation out the gate. And from my understanding of the four of us, somebody step in and if anybody disagrees here, but my understanding is we all enjoyed it despite that, whether we agreed or disagreed with the rhetoric. And I think they did a great job navigating it. And I I, I, I was very impressed and very surprised. If you had told me before all this that this show would do a better job of this than WandaVision was, I probably would have called you crazy. And I, Jared, I mean, you talked about this at the beginning. Like After WandaVision, even though I wasn't satisfied, I still was like, how is Captain America I – mean, it's Captain America – the Falcon and the Winter Soldier going to live up to what WandaVision was because whether you liked WandaVision or not, the ride itself was a grind. It was very, very, it was crazy every week. Yeah, and this nuts. show did not offer the, the fan theories. 
that that WandaVision offered. Where this show offered, what this show offered was great dialogue about the subject in a unique way using unique characters. And I think, Zane, you said it. To use Isaiah Bradley, Kevin Feige has himself a set to go that direction and allow that to happen on a Disney Plus TV show. Pretty remarkable stuff. So, last comments. That's that. That's my last comment. Any last comments, Zane, about this show? Mm, no, I, I just it was very solid. That, like I've said at the beginning, this was my most anticipated show, and now that we've gone through it, watched through it, got to the end, like I'm very much recommend it to anyone to go watch this. Um, I'll recommend Wandavision to you, despite Max being mad about Boo. it. Uh, <laughs> but no, like it's. I'm definitely more and more solidified and happy with what the direction the MCU is going right now. I am too. I'm floored, Zane. I am impressed, and I'm ready for more. So bring on Loki. Let's go. It's it's getting wider and deeper, and I don't know how they're doing it. It's pretty remarkable. What these two shows, WandaVision and, and Falcon and Winter Soldier, have showed us is that these Disney Plus shows are going to be about building character and not about a, a great story, even though they will have great stories. They're about building the characters that we have through these through these shows. And they've done an amazing job at doing that with Scarlet Witch and with Sam Wilson. And, I mean, they again, they came along with great stories as well, but that's not the point. The point was showing us who these characters are. And so that's what I'm really excited about moving forward in in the MCU is seeing these characters in action in these big shows after we've learned all about their character in these Disney Plus shows. So that's going to be really, really exciting, especially if Sam Wilson gets a Captain America movie like, oh, my gosh, that's going to be amazing. He's getting one. I know. I know. It's awesome. I love it. Reporters reporting. it. It's happening. Jarrett, last comment. I think this series did a lot. Said a lot of things, did a lot of things. I think it's setting up a lot. I'm excited to see Sam as Cap going forward in a lot of the new Avengers stuff. Obviously, he plays a big role in the Jane Foster Thor run. And so I think having that team being set up more and more. Um, (laughs) So much stuff. Yeah, we have Young Avengers coming. Obviously, like, there's no way they can't do it now. And then what I'm most excited for, and obviously, like, they haven't confirmed this, but they might as well have, um, you know, getting original sins with... Bucky being the man on the wall and all that, you know, they pretty much said it at this point. So uh, we're getting that next year. I, I would, I would bet my money on it. <laughs> I, I never expected Jarrett to be the mark of, of our podcast. No, it's, it's are. original sin. They're giving us secret invasion. Yeah. Probably past the TV show. We're getting original and, sin. It's happening. Yeah. They, you're, they you're pretty much confirmed the, the it. Th- yeah. Original sin's totally happening. It's crazy. So we've talked long enough about this. What do you think about this? Let us know on our social media platforms and discord gentlemen it was great having you guys on thank you so much for stopping by and thank you audience wherever you listened however you listen thanks for making us part of your weekday or month you could check us out on the infinitybros.com facebook instagram twitter discord tiktok and of course twitch a quick giveaway plug here if you listen today we'd love for you to consider leaving a comment on one of our social media platforms all you got to do is leave a comment and you'll be entered in Isaac and I will keep track of those, and we will make sure that you get entered into a specific uh, drawing for a Funko Pop from Infinity Bro. Let's Mark. let's make it a fun one. What kind of comment should they leave, Max? I think they should leave a comment 
telling us why Sharon Carter is not a scroll or is a scroll. Do they think Sharon okay. Carter is a scroll? All right. I like Do it. Do you think Sharon Carter is a scroll? Answer that question. We will accept yes or no answers. <laughs> so if somebody just says yes, you know exactly. It's just like four <laughs> answers. It's just yes, yes, no, yeah, it's no. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> uh, thank you, Vinny D. Rose Universe. We love you guys 3,000, and we will talk to you soon. See ya. Bye. 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 Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros Podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com.